you can build a Civic to be fast on a track and it's going to cost you 35 grand or do you just buy a bone stock M3 that's ready to go for 35 grand? The 35,000 you spent on your Civic is you're never getting that back. You'd be lucky if you get half. Like say there's somebody out there that falls in love with it and they give you $17,000 for your Civic. <laughs> you're doing great. Like you're doing tremendous. Whereas if you have an M3 that you've tracked that you paid 35 grand for, say you you don't do anything, you just put good tires on, you track it 100 times, you're probably still going to get like $27,000. Because it's still an M3. It's like still it's an M3. still yeah. maintains everything that makes it an M3. Nothing right. has been swapped. So you're like not losing a ton no. of money by overbuilding something that you're never going to get it back. Welcome to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. Dennis. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, it's Rob. <laughs> Rob is continuing with his uh, weekly name, random name picker. I think he's got to come harder though. Yeah, you should look for other like random country names. I almost froze up. I was like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> you should do some no. research before. The <laughs> no, come on. Let's, let's, let's just keep it organic, guys. That's true. Keep it real. Yeah. Okay. And um, on this podcast, we talk about modified cars. Uh, we're a custom shop, automotive shop based here in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, on this episode, we are discussing. I don't know. Whatever we're discussing. <laughs> what are we discussing? He's going to pick one. This is like, I know. This you know, is literally a roulette. What There's do they call that topics. at the restaurant? It's like the surprise. Chef surprise? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know what I'm getting. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on this episode, we are going to be talking about brand loyalty. Um, and when why, it's gone too far. Yes. When it's gone too far. Um, because, Tim, tell us, uh, why did you, uh, what, what, what was your inspiration for this topic? Because I feel like it's very, it's very, very important, but only you can explain it, I think, perfectly. No, I don't know about that. No? No. no. <laughs> Based on our previous podcast and you making like little, you know, just brief comments about the civics. Everyone thought I was butthurt about the civic guys, but I was the civic guy. So it's just. And then they go all wild and they're just ride or die civics. And then yeah. the BMW one, Oof. oh my God, that one was even worse. Those guys are like, <laughs> they were ready to go to war. Yeah. None of them backed up their shit yet, but we're working on that. We're going to try to get somebody in that will actually break down one of these 900 horsepower BMWs. So yeah, that's basically, you know, why we want to talk about it is because it's like, when does it not make sense anymore yeah. to build these platforms? Yeah, because at some point you get to that level of like hmm yeah this is dumb i got put too much money into this too much money and <laughs> into now this it's, platform it's not what it staying is loyal anymore. to it yeah so yeah. we're gonna dive yeah. into all of that that is to come uh but before we get started uh what has been the uh craziest part of you guys this week cool crunch. <laughs> you know that last minute work all night crunch is that's real life oh my yeah. gosh yeah that is like no we don't, we don't have to manufacture any drama, no drama. <laughs> it, it just <laughs> no Luckily, matter how hard you try it just always seems to come down to the last moment and the big part of it is other people get excited like you saw mm -hmm. and it's like everyone comes by it's like yeah i know you're super busy getting ready for a show but they'll still talk i for know an for hour. like an hour oh, yeah oh, yeah so they just suck up all your life because they want to be part of the you know it's exciting it's fun but come dinner time everybody goes home we're You're still, still stuck yeah. working on the car yeah so yeah. but yeah that's pretty much all we've been doing all week mm -hmm. and you do everything you can as good as you can so you don't have to redo anything so that's kind of been the formula is to get this stuff finished out once and for all so yeah 
Yeah, and I think that's something that you learn with experience. Like, we've been doing car shows and things for many, many years. And, of course, like you said, the the car show crunched. It, it happens every time. And with experience, you like you learn, okay, let's not cut any corners. If it doesn't get 100% completed, at least you know you're not going backwards. Yeah, it's better you know? to... So make, make, keep moving the needle forward in the in a positive way and if you don't make it you know complete so be it you can still push the car there hopefully <laughs> you know and you can represent as but if, if you go in a way that you're like you know you you put some janky shit together you're representing poorly that's not on your good. brand yeah just yeah, do the right thing just so i think it's it right. better to just not finish than it is to try to hide and cheat things Ooh, that's good it's so true I mean, you feel better it, about it, your it, own product and you're representing your business. And It only yeah. takes like one or two things where you look and you're like, oh, that's janky as shit. Yeah. Then you just assume the whole car is janky as shit. Yeah. Whereas if you just don't have it or it's not finished, because they'll be like, what happened there? You're like, I didn't get time to finish. Mm. End of conversation. Like, yeah. oh, cool. But if you got a bunch of drywall screws and double side <laughs> tape and all kinds of wild yeah. shit, then people just assume the rest of the car is like that too. So, Ooh. yeah. Actually, I should put, write that down as a future topic idea for probably fastening, close to SEMA. Fastening devices? <laughs> no, no, no. For, for probably close to SEMA time, yeah. I think is, that would be a good, uh, good topic of like, should you finish the build or should you, or should you finish it in the jankiest way possible or should you just bring it on, <laughs> uncompleted? Yeah, I, I'd say bring it uncompleted. Yeah. Yeah, all day, every day. I mean, it makes more sense. As long as everything that you have done mm -hmm. is good, then you're going to represent well. Whereas if you start cheating stuff, but I mean, some stuff is like now I think would be moved to the top of the list of priorities, like front drive shafts, some things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't show up without a drive shaft, not at this point. Man. You'll get roasted. Yeah. Yeah, those types of show days are long, long gone. Mm -hmm. What's like, hilarious? You got to step up now. Or yeah. you just get laughed out. But until you actually do it, you don't really understand it. Because I remember, like, what's his name? Brian Scotto and Vin walking by my car, and they're like, oh, man, they did all this crazy shit, and they didn't put any clamps on the charge pipes. <laughs> well, I didn't have booze, so it didn't matter yeah, it didn't to me. Matter. I just wanted to get the finished aesthetic done. And then, two years later, guess who shows up with an unfinished car? Brian Scotto. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> Audi. Yeah. Talking all that shit. Yeah, and then reality yeah. set in it's like oh well this guy didn't get done and mm -hmm. we had problems and this and that it's like yeah there you go pal <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it happens to all of us it happens to everybody yeah. Yeah. yeah Rob has brought to my attention that I say with that said a lot so with, with that said <laughs> with that said <laughs> we're gonna let dive, us dive into it into it yeah <laughs> so uh, car brand, brand car brand loyalty yes when do you know when it's time to move on to another brand and say bye-bye to mm. the brand that you're into. You get a lot of people that get married to these brands and they just push and push and push, which is awesome and max it out, but you gotta know when to stop. Like mm. you gotta put a ceiling on it where it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to build the ultimate civic track weapon. It's only gonna go so far before you should move into a different platform. So I'm almost, gonna, I almost got to think to myself, like I'm thinking like at this point, anywhere, anytime you get close to a thousand horsepower, is it even the same car at all? Like, cause it's literally be. nothing 
in the the whole system of the car drive line all the way through to the studs on your wheels they're gonna have to be upgraded they're not even that anymore no See, that's a whole and, separate and I, conversation but that because that's that kind of that's relative to every platform that exists so you can't even claim that you have a thousand horsepower honda because mm. it doesn't exist yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. impossible you can't achieve it with just stock honda parts so now it's something else now it's a race car so mm. now you have a thousand horsepower race car Mm. So you can't really claim that it's a thousand horsepower Honda anymore. There's some pretty amazing products out there, some manufactured products that are capable of holding some pretty serious numbers nowadays. That's pretty amazing. Like I, I don't know any of them specifically off the top of my head. It's not really my thing. Well, the big standout like, ones are always like the Huracan with the V10 platform. Yeah. But you're starting with a quarter of a million dollar car. So those things are already built to a standard. Yes. Way beyond what any of these way other beyond. ones. So your jumping off point is like, it doesn't even make sense to say it. Yeah. And then you can talk about all these other motors that have massive potential like RS5s and then all these BMWs, but you're starting with a $100,000 car. Yeah. So it's not really fair to say. So really the only pure one that is starting literally from nothing is a Honda Civic because <laughs> you're starting with a hundred horsepower. Yes, and then to build that to a thousand, wow, is yeah. crazy. That definitely goes into like the brand loyalty thing. Like if you've gone too far, like if you want a thousand horsepower race car, Honda Civic's probably not going to be the best choice unless you want to ease your way into it, you know, penny by penny. But like, start with something that's highly capable of a chassis. You're going to be way ahead of the game. But again, you got that big. I know why everybody does it because you can do it incrementally. Yeah. Yeah. You can essentially make payments on it because payments in the sense that you're being able to buy one part after another. Whereas if you go buy one of these, you know, BMWs, you got a car payment and you're trying to do stuff to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't have a car payment, but your jumping off point is already way higher. Mm -hmm. So, what does it cost to make? I want to know. Someone has to tell me. What yeah, does it yeah, cost yeah. to make a thousand horsepower Honda Civic? Mm -hmm. I need to know. Um, I think why some, some and okay, it needs to be a Honda Civic motor, not a K swap, not an ethanol, all this kind of a stuff. K swap is still a Honda. Motor. It's not a Civic motor. Oh, uh, but it's still the same brand. I think it still falls under no, that the whole work. brand How for brand loyalty. Yeah, it's you can't do it's, that. It's a Honda. No, you can't. Yes, you can. I can't get a Camaro and then go buy that big, crazy thousand horsepower big block that they just dropped and put it in there and still claim that it's a Camaro. It's a it's a Chevy motor. I think for brand loyalty, yeah. I think for me, so where's that? Where, where's the argument end? The yeah. argument ends when it's no longer a Honda motor. For example, you take uh, I don't know a BMW motor and put in a Honda or something. Then it's yeah. not. Like, I don't think, but I think once you stick with the brand, like the Honda Motor K-Swap or non-K-Swap. Yeah, but mm. the argument is how can you say that it's a thousand horsepower Beast. Civic? Mm. Yeah. Because it's I not a Civic just, anymore. Yeah. It, you're just looking at like the body shell then. Yeah. It's you're just like, really? It's all it is is just the candy shell on the outside. Internally, it's not a Honda Civic anymore. No, but it's still the same brand, which yeah, is, it's it's the same which brand. is on the if topic. Right? On so, yeah. Technically, I think there's, there's, there's there's valid points if on we're if we're sticking the to that there. then 100 percent if yeah. we stay just staying on brand and you can put anything within that brand's lineup in it then sure yeah 
but it's like why would you i guess i know but why would you do why it? would you do it i think why some people do it to go back to my earlier point was they that's what they start with like whenever you're a teenager mm-hmm. you go you get a hunt like i feel like one of the first things you think about oh your parents think about in general is a reliable daily driver that yeah. they can for their kid and it's like oh yeah relatively safe relatively inexpensive relatively inexpensive <laughs> Rob's favorite word. That's, yeah that's my thing and uh yeah so you start out and it's cheap relatively cheap as well so when you start out with that it's like yeah you almost ma- you almost married to that sure you think of other things but i feel like you already have the car so i might as well work with what you got well it makes sense because you get like emotionally and financially attached to this thing like i mean if if you're on a come up that's you know pretty steep like like how i was like most of us you know you start with that because that's literally all you can get you know or you can afford and and it it makes sense obviously and yeah you get like if you if you're a diy kind of person like how we've always been you're you're like you know, you're emotionally time spent, you know, you're invested in this vehicle and you become pretty married to these brands. There is a breaking point though. There is, there has to be. I've had with, with proper logic and, you know, I've had all the civics and I made all the mistakes. And the one thing that I have in common with every civic that I've ever owned, in order for me to be able to sell it, I had to take everything I did to it (laughs) off of it. Like literally every part, of me, it was worth more in parts than it was together. Yeah, you can't sell it as a race car. Like you can't sell is, it as a built Civic. Nobody it wants it because they assume that has been shit kicked. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely the stigma attached to anything super modified like that, especially you know an Econo car. Then you're like, okay, well you beat the shit out of it. Yeah, you're obviously. just selling it to like you're just you're bouncing done with it, it off the limiter yeah. the, all the time. Yeah, and then once you sell it to the guy, it probably blows up. Yeah, two days later. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I think that is one of the like like you let me just go back to your point again of like you have to take out all the parts. I just think that is that is so funny to me because yeah, like even when I'm if I'm buying a car, like I don't want to just buy it when I see it, it's modified. It almost you're almost sell it at a lower price. Yeah, I think so. Like if you just to get rid of it. And so when did you decide that you had outgrown or you had come to the end of what the car was? I would say when reliability started to get affected. Oh. And then you just mature and you want to get into a better car. And then when you start actually paying attention to what you're spending on things, because when you live at home and we say the basement, because it seems to be the most derogatory (laughs) thing you can say to like a young person. But if you're living at home in the basement and you don't got no bills, you don't got no nothing, it doesn't seem like a big deal to drop two grand on something to try to make it go a little bit faster. True. But when you have other bills and you have to try to like live your life, now you got to make smarter decisions. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and then that's when you start to progress up the chain and what makes sense, what modifications make sense, what's going to add value, what's going to take value away. So it's like, I'd say the progression is probably like civics, the next platform, BMWs mm. like they're a great value because you can buy them cheap mm-hmm. they have a whole bunch of potential but even then they get maxed out and you have reliability issues and then you want to start to get into something better yeah and then you move up from there then it makes more sense because then you start making modifications that 
you're not necessarily going to lose your money on. Yeah. Because those are like, once you get to a higher level of some of these cards, there's almost like, I don't know, like car community authorized modifications. And then when you get into better stuff, like if, if you buy, say, a Porsche that's got KWs in it, my mind doesn't immediately go to the place where this car has been shit kicked. No, no, no. But, you know, I see his Honda Civic got coilovers in it. I'm like, like oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so not to pick on those guys, but it's like those type of modifications to those cars are done for a very specific reason mm. and in a mindset. Yeah. Your mindset when you're 40 and you're doing it to your BMW or you're doing it to your Porsche is completely different. Yeah. You don't automatically default to, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> this thing has been abused. Uh, it's been abused. Yeah, and and abused. I mean, even if you say like, oh yeah, I track my Porsche once a month, Sick. I'm not going to be, you know, like no. I'm going to look at the guy and I'm going to look at the car and be like, okay, that's cool. That's what this thing's built made for. Made for, literally. It's made for it. So yeah. it's not necessarily a negative thing. Whereas if it's like, yeah, I track my Civic once oh, a month. Oh like, my gosh. Mm, yeah, probably know. a tin can. That's scary stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like a, the amount of modifications it takes to take like an Econo car, like a Honda Civic, to the point where it's like really, really good on a track is pretty extensive. I mean, you know, whereas other platforms will will say Porsche, um, they're just better. They're yeah. manufactured better. They're made for that kind of stuff, right? You know, obviously they all have their pluses and minuses. Even a Porsche, like a nine nine six, nine nine seven any any of them actually like they require modifications to be good on a track like mm. you can't take it straight from the the, the showroom floor and There's throw a it on a track can, but some of the new still ones a quarter of a million three hundred thousand dollars for a car that yeah. you can that's track rating yeah but like a 996 and a 997 specifically like from my own experience and research mm -hmm. is like they require like pretty extensive engine modifications to, to be, be able, able to, to that. be track worthy or ready yeah otherwise the engine will f blow up and you're twenty five thousand dollars in the hole yeah and, and that's not cool and the car is worth 25 grand <laughs> you know the chassis the chassis might be really good yeah but, but again like, that goes yo. to like you got to be smart enough to know the limitations of your brand right mm, yeah. so if you're going to do that then you have to be prepared for that yeah. yeah so even for a porsche too you have to know like you guys said the limitations of that because we talked about this in a previous episode mm -hmm. but 25 grand, uh, let's just assume 996, 25 grand. Um, but the motor is also 25 grand as yeah. well. So if it blows up, you're spending 25 grand on that motor. Or yeah. do you at that point be like, hmm, this is worth 25 grand. Do I still, but you're not buying a brand new motor, you're buying a used motor yeah. that a lot of the preventative maintenance might have not even been done on it. Right. And then you or have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're, so you're way, you're just digging yourself deeper in that hole. Yeah. So even in that, even with that example, like even the Porsche, if your objective is to go track racing, yeah, maybe a 996 or a 997 might not be the greatest. You you might want to be looking at a different brand. You might if want that's to what go, your goal. Like if you're trying to push or it, came in. up, like you know, travel up in that brand yeah. to a higher tiered car, like a yeah. GT3 specifically. But if you can't Porsche afford it, you can go down to a better version of a lesser platform. Yeah. Like, like instead what? of saying jumping oh, off with a like yeah. 996, I you might be better off like 
if you have the driving ability and you've maxed out your platform and it doesn't make sense financially to build that platform to be track specific, maybe tech, take a step back and get an M3. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's a good. solid point, right? That's like, good. Yeah. So like yeah. get the top end of a different things. brand instead of the bottom end of a higher brand. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's like you can go up or you can go down. Like an M3 is going to be a more capable track ready car oh, yeah. out of the box than a base model 911. Yeah, it's true. Very yeah. true. So, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, because also in, they also do this for Porsche, like modern Porsches, but I know even for BMWs specifically, like there is the M Performance Center and you can take it on the track, like just stock cars yep. and just beat on it all day and it'll be fine. Um, and I think you can, yeah, you can do that with like Porsche. So that, like you can Porsche do that well. to any car. If you take a brand new car and you take it on the track, you could beat on it all f- day long. Yeah. But it comes at a cost those cars you don't know what happened to that car during that session yeah they don't tell you that they don't tell no. you any of that that's social media that's stuff. true <laughs> yeah that is true actually <laughs> you know they might have to take the engine out and completely rebuild it they don't tell you that it doesn't really matter but you got to do your research with every brand know what it's you know you know strengths and weaknesses are and just make the proper thing like tim said maybe you got to go to a different brand with a higher tiered car from that brand to offset the cost of whatever your intended purpose is. That's that lump sum though. So that's kind of why these things spiral out of control. Because you can build a Civic to be fast on a track and it's gonna cost you 35 grand. Who knows, I don't know what quality of parts. Someone's (laughs) gonna tell me you can do it cheaper, which is great. Or do you just buy a bone stock M3 that's ready to go for 35 grand? You know what I mean? Right. Because the 35,000 you spent on your Civic is you're never getting that back. You'd be lucky if you get half. Like say there's somebody out there that falls in love with it and they give you $17,000 for your Civic. (laughs) You're doing great, like you're doing tremendous. Whereas if you have an M3 that you've tracked that you paid 35 grand for, say you you don't do anything, you just put good tires on, you track it 100 times, you're probably still gonna get like $27,000. Because it's still an M3, like it still maintains everything that makes it an M3, nothing right. has been swapped. So you're like not losing a ton no. of money by overbuilding something that you're never gonna get it back. Yeah, so, so that's when you have to let it go uh, and get into a better platform So that's more also capable. like, yeah, so, but like with that, those examples, like you have one car that's been built up to a, to a level that it was never truly intended for versus a car that came from the manufacturer that was pretty much intended for that purpose, give or take, you know what I mean? That one that was built, you know, and engineered properly to that level is going to give you the reliability and the seat time that you're going to want, you know, whereas the other one is going to be closer to the edge of its limit of potential, Yeah, you know, and you're going to be wrenching on that car and doing, you know, all the, the, you know, you're going to be fixing things a lot more often. And like, is is that really fun? Like we all kind of like wrenching on cars. That's kind of why we do what we do. But when you have to do that, that's not that fun. No. I think a lot of those cars that get overbuilt is because they're chasing like a class. Like they want the most possible potential within the class. So they're not trying to win on behalf of Honda. They're trying to win within a class, like fastest two liter, fastest whatever. Like they start 
chasing a number within a specific thing, within a wheelbase, within a di- specific platform, like a Honda only platform, so you max it all out. Yeah. And but it doesn't make sense. That's no. you're chasing numbers. Mm-hmm. That's like why I'd never get into drag racing because you're just chasing a number and throwing money at it, pretty yeah. much, and trying to win, stay within a very specific thing. But as far as it making sense in real life, it doesn't make sense. Like it's that's a whole no. that's a whole side thing but based on like maxing out different things you gotta know when to let it go and move on to the next thing yeah. there's a lot of amazing cars and lots of cars that are awesome like we get in these pissing messages with kids on the internet and they always default to the best possible version of that brand which is never the conversation is like does it make sense to build some of the lesser models within that brand that's the conversation no it doesn't like yes of course if we could all stop start at the very absolute top end and mtech amg thousand horsepower you know hellcats like you can quote that stuff but that's not most people's reality mm-hmm. and then to try to make your regular challenger go as fast as a hellcat it's a complete waste of money why yeah. would you do that like it doesn't even make sense yeah. and then what do you have you have a 900 horsepower base model piece of crap or you have a hellcat that you can still sell afterwards yeah, yeah. like there's it happens in every platform people chase and throw money at making you know, you can do it, but why? It doesn't make any sense. I think the reason now I'm 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 gonna be on the side of these of the people that do this is those cars, for example, let's go back to a BMW M three um versus a Honda. Uh maybe a what, a ten thousand dollar Honda that you put twenty thousand dollars into versus buying an M three for thirty grand. Um I think the reason why people do that is they can't afford it initially. Like they can't put that upfront mm-hmm. thirty grand cost. So I think, one. One. I think this is all psychological. How no <laughs> it is. I oh. honestly believe it is because what's there's nothing significant about having a nice clean stock M three. There's nothing, but there's something very significant about having the fastest civic in your town. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. So it's like you wanted the baddest ass Civic rather than this the most generic BMW. But in reality, the BMW is a way better car. Mm-hmm. Like we've all seen the goofy memes where the guy just thinks he's just ripping it. And then from the outside, he's like, <laughs> 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 like I've had it many times. And it's like, you know, not to be elitist but I'll have some Civic just ripping beside me and I'm in my Benz and it's just like, what is this guy doing? Like, <laughs> are we racing right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, True. I understand <laughs> that point, but yeah. at the same time, it's like thinking personally to, to like finances and all of that. See, that's, it is, it's, it's, that's the reality and people don't want to have that conversation yeah. is it's the actual finances. And we're in the same predicament. Of course, if we all could just lump some pay for some crazy car, we would do it. But because we can pay for it incrementally and build this thing up and make something fast, that's what we do. But it's not smart. It's not the smart play. No. Like, I would, I've never seen anybody do it. Like, maybe a handful of kids, like maybe two kids that I can remember in my entire existence that saved money. And then they're the kids that didn't have cars. And then all of a sudden they show up like grade 11 and they've got a Corvette. And you're just like, what the hell? This is daddy. This guy's got three jobs and he's busted his ass and he saved and he bought something really good. Mm. But right away he's dismissed like, oh, daddy's money. Yeah. But that's not the case. Like I had literally have a couple of friends that showed up with like sick cars. Wow. But they went three years with With no cars. Yeah. Whereas we're throwing money at shit boxes one after (laughs) another. And it ended up with, you know. 
jealous of that guy. <laughs> like, wow. I had one kid, like, when the new Camaro dropped, it was like, you know, the pointy nose, wedgie, whatever. I don't know yeah. what generation it is. It's like he showed up with Z28, and we're all just like, whoa. Wow. His dad must be yeah. rich. We all had Civics with fucking cold air intakes and can cut the coils. And then this guy just rolls in. And he's like, <laughs> But he saved his money, man. Yeah. He bought something good. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Actually, that's, yeah. wow, smart financial advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> save money. <laughs> Buy something good. Yeah. yeah. But I think it is, it's, it's harder to do, or it's harder to say than to do it. Because whenever, if I have $10,000 in my hand right now, you're telling me I should wait for like three years and save more money? What Get if I something good? Nah, I like it's like it's I feel like burning. it's burning a it's hole like in my burning. pocket. I need to buy something right now. <laughs> oh, whoops! Oh my! Wow, I'm oh. passionate about oh. this topic. <laughs> what did I push down? <laughs> no, that was me. That was me. <laughs> oh yeah, but I feel like if you have ten thousand dollars, it's so much harder to keep that ten grand as opposed to oh, you're looking at Facebook Marketplace almost every day. You're like, ooh, this car is yeah. nine nine thousand dollars. Math even applies to modern video games. True, <laughs> like everyone wins a race they get 900 credits or whatever the hell it is the first thing they do is trying to buy something yeah whereas if they just stack their dough they can buy a good car yeah that's but true it's, it's like right yeah. away you do it it's hard I do man. it it's yeah. like oh man <laughs> no, I got $700 what can I get exactly yeah. yeah we all fall victim to this yeah <laughs> poor financial planning decisions yes. <laughs> yeah and so it's something that I'm still learning to. Yeah. I haven't like mastered. It'll probably take me a whole lifetime to master it because I'm just attracted to, I have this amount of money. Ooh, what can I buy with this yeah, amount of money? We all have dream cars and none of us work towards actually getting them. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> we don't. We piss all of our money away. So we just lack the focus. Yeah. Like, how many box cars have I been through and how much stuff do I have here where I have my ultimate dream car? That if I literally just sacrificed all these things and put all my money in one place, I could have it. Yeah. I could have had See, it four times about already. This, we've talked wow. about this as we maturing now. It's like, you know what? Let's get rid of all this crap. Let's buy one good thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know? it's a learning curve for sure. So it's like, it's a pitfall when you're young is you're trying to do the most with the least. Yeah. And you end up just digging yourself a hole in the ground. That is so true. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I've been personally uh, attacked by. <laughs> but at the same time, all the, those like, cars are so a learning true. curve too. Yeah, that's so true. So you have to learn, use them as a learning thing, but you just got to know when to stop when it doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. So. So like, then what is your ultimate dream car? If you could buy one, just one car, get rid of every your fourteen, fifteen cars now. I don't. I I stopped counting at that point, but. <laughs> What uh, what would you get, Tim? For me, it'd be fairly easily achievable if I got rid of everything. And got I just what? Want like a four thirty. A four thirty. Oh, at four thirty. Yeah. They're yeah. not even well. They're expensive, automatic or stick. Well, we'd have to make it stick, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be, be my car. That'd be sick. For how often I actually get to use this stuff, I, that car is probably. It's not so just the visual of it. it it's one of like the I would beautiful be perfectly cars. content just staring at it. Yeah, even if I didn't get to drive it, just yeah. to walk by it every morning coming into work so would make cool. everything that I busted my ass for worthwhile. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's crazier cars. Like I've had opportunity to own crazier cars than that, but they just I don't know. You don't something do it for about you. that car. Yeah, like we had a four five eight, and it just it wasn't the same to me. Mm. Like it just was missing something. 
So like a 430, I've gotten to drive them and it's just, I don't know, it's just locking in for me. Yeah. And yeah, we get to drive Testarossas and all that kind of stuff and it's just, it's that car, that's mm. the one. Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you, Rob? What's your uh, sell all cars, get one car? Sell all cars and bikes and get one car. I, I dream of owning a 997 GT3 RS. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Like just, oh. That's an amazing yeah. car. I, I've, I wish, man, I wish. Yeah. But those but, are those cars that you'd look at it and it's, you would struggle to do anything to. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't feel like it would Especially be necessary to do anything Especially for the type of people that we are, like. You modify everything. You modify everything, but then when I look at a 430, it's like, maybe I'd put wheels w- on it. A I wing? No. No. No? No, man. The coupe? It's yeah. the one. It is yeah. so beautiful. Like, if you can just get away with just putting some different wheels on it. Just to personalize it a bit, that's it. Like, good, I just man. don't, you know, I'd want to get wild, but I, I wouldn't be able to. Nah. Like, that's one of those platforms that would just be sacrilege to me. Like, I can appreciate when other people do it and get wild. And, I mean, we had a Liberty Walk one, and I didn't like it. That's crazy. Yeah. What about you, Elvis? Ooh. What would be your dream car? Easily the Ferrari 458. Like, that is one of my all-time, like, dream cars. Like, ever since it came out in 2009, I... And I saw the the video on Top Gear. I was like, oh my gosh. It's an amazing car. It, it is. actually is. But I don't think you should mess with it. Its best possible form is red with the black roof. That's it. And yeah. just leave it alone. That's it. Maybe like, put some good wheels on it's it. It's almost perfection. Like, yeah. yeah. From a visual. It's it like, looks amazing. Even till today, like it still looks to me better than all the Ferraris they've made until today. Like. I don't for know. me a toss-up in the styling is like it's right there yeah, yeah, yeah but the 430 is just you know use the nerdy car term and it's a much more visceral experience yeah it's more race car it's yes clunky it's fast you can yeah it makes all the noises whereas the 458 is like a weapon like yeah that thing is Actually, so surgical that it's yeah. yeah yeah that was a big turning point for a ferrari i think the 458 was a was a big deal mm. you know a monumental achievement 430 kind of started that compared to the 360. Yeah, yeah um, the 360 was Tim could probably Ferrari, tell you all the service stuff, yeah. all the nightmares that just made you not want to have one. <laughs> Where, and then the 458 came with the crazy service, seven year service, all that Pretty kind cool. of stuff, which made it make sense to own. Yeah. And then the 430 was like, it's that right in the middle. Period. It's yeah. a transition period. It's super reliable. If you take care of it, it'll last forever. Yeah. As long as you're not beating the shit out of it constantly, it's like, it's a great car. Yeah. But the 458 is like the, go ahead, beat the shit out of it. It's yeah. going to be, it can take it. I think the 430, we're moving on from a different, the the 430 Challenge, no Challenge, sorry. The 430 Scuderia, Scuderia is still one of the best cars I've ever driven. Probably the best stick shift car I've ever driven. Uh, it didn't come stick shift, but some friends converted it to stick. Um, yeah, and so they, they they pretty much let me drive it for a while, and it is um, it is like you said, it's so visceral. Everything is like it almost looks like I'm like on the interior it doesn't come with any carpets. There's like almost like just sheet metal just on the floor <laughs> on the floor pan, and like everything it's it feels so light. The sound oh it's glorious, yeah. but. Yeah. In order, like, just everything about that car. I love the 430. Like, it is definitely, for me, a close second. 
um if i could get the 458 in a stick oh that would be the that would be like uh, that's it for me like but um yeah we've probably moved off a little bit <laughs> off topic but <laughs> yeah. yes see if we made smarter financial decisions those goals they could be obtained wow this is actually making and once, me once you get into those platforms you're there's a pretty good chance you're never going to lose that money yeah because they hold their they money or even appreciate so even though you're putting more in the front end it's going to stay there yeah because yeah. like even if an m3 if you rush out and buy an m3 it's how much money i have no idea i think they're like over 100 grand now but five years from now it's going to be 50 grand yep and then 30 grand and then you're going to wait 25 years for it to start slowly coming back up if you can find one that hasn't been beat the shit out of mm -hmm. whereas a lot of these top end cars guys are making money off yeah them. yeah like from day one so they're not even waiting they're getting over msrp right off the hop and then a lot of these cars now you buy them they're gonna fluctuate a bit but your money's always gonna be there yeah. like you're not actually you're just trading money for you know yeah like before it was like a depreciating asset yeah but now the way things have come it's like it's not really the same you're almost so never much. losing out yeah no. as long as you're sticking within a few brands then you're never losing out wow this so. is this has actually inspired me to uh start your saving focus? my money <laughs> <laughs> save your money yeah i know i'm like oh yeah. reflecting internally wow this has caused some growth so yeah yes wow <laughs> pretty awesome i think that's pretty much with it. that being said yeah, i know with that being said <laughs> back any, to work <laughs> i know any 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 extra thoughts before we end this mm, save your money yeah that's it yeah save your money do your research buy what makes sense no way to enjoy, move enjoy on. building no the cars. To move on to a better thing that makes more sense yeah mm -hmm. enjoy building the cars because i mean that's kind of what the the love affair of cars yes yeah, build crazy about. cars but don't ever think that you're gonna make get money the money out of it no you're giving it away yeah so if it's in entertainment value and it's disposable i'd say just go as wild as you want yeah because i'm the worst possible version of it like i'm not smart <laughs> yeah you got you got like countless examples of this very topic you know but I justify it as emotional value. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. These are marketing tools. Yeah, marketing gotta, tools. Oh you my gotta gosh. find it within yourself why it makes sense. Yeah, or not. you have to find it within yourself <laughs> to justify. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. We shall see you guys next week. Have a golden rest of the week. Bye. Later.